Hey guys, it's Mark here from ETF Tracker and this is the ETF Tracker Show. And it is the week in review and what a week it has been. I know I say that uh, every week, I don't, I don't know. But most weeks there is always something interesting going on. And this week uh, is unlike the others, it is even more than that. So I put out a little kind of uh, story on Instagram thinking that maybe we're in the matrix or something and the reason for that we'll get to in the show. So this is week 13, uh, this is Exchange Traded Fridays and we do this weekly review every week going through the local and global ETF news and we have a few other features like the chart of the week, ETF education, all that kind of fun stuff. It's predominantly about ETS, but sometimes you do get into things that go on in the rest of the market. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna get into sharing my screen now. So if you're not on YouTube, you can read the stories that go out in the blog. And so recently we actually put all of the, uh, the, the previous newsletters that were just in emails, we've actually put them up on the blog so that you can actually see them uh, yeah, you can see the history. If you don't get the email, you can actually see it now as well. And I'm just, yeah, I'm keen on that because I'm trying to get more people reading this kind of stuff. There's you know, a couple of hundred subscribers, which is great. And that's growing. Uh, we ticked over the 500 mark during the week. So it's getting up there, you know, so great to see uh, all the people that are coming to the website. So those are the subscribers we're getting in the thousands of people coming to the website, not subscribers, just like visiting the website each month. And that is growing as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the love there. We're also on Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify, and you might be listening to it on one of those ones. So the news of the week, uh, what has happened is that basically it was a bit of a Bitcoin week. I thought that we were just going to talk about um, some stuff that we've done in Livewire, and that's great, all on income, and we'll talk about that. But it was also a Bitcoin week as well, because we got two new ETF launches. Well, one was an announcement that's from BetaShares and you can register your interest for their crypto ETF, CRYP. And then ETF Securities who have always kind of had this out there, but we just learned that it was launched today on Chiax and that is FTEC, FTEC. So that's FinTech plus blockchain. So yeah, both of those actually coincided with us interviewing uh, Jeff Yu from Monochrome Asset Management. If you don't know Jeff, Jeff used to be the CEO of Binance Australia. So if you're into crypto, you've heard of Binance CEO here, he moved on and created a new asset management firm to bring blockchain to the institutional masses and what that means for uh, wider spread and usage of uh, crypto and blockchain investments is going to be quite, quite interesting. So we'll take a look at that one there. So the other part of it, which I thought was going to be the leading kind of news story for this week was that last week on Friday, we got to see the release of an article we had been working on and not just an article, uh, but an interview as well with Ali Selby from Livewire Markets. And if you don't know what Livewire Markets is, it is a collection of videos and articles that are done by the team at Livewire and various contributors from the capital markets industry, the investment management and investments industry here in Australia. So you're likely to see some great fund managers there. You're likely to see financial advisors also talking, you know, what is going on in the markets and they've been doing quite a few series. So if you look at Ausbiz and if you also look at Livewire, you've got such a great coverage there 
of what is going on in the local and global markets. They asked us on to do something last week, so we'll get into that one. So what's on the rest of this one? There's the local and global articles, ETF videos, podcast, tweet of the week. I see some thunder outside, so I'm hoping that this doesn't cut out. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. There was a bit of thunder there. But uh, anyway, so that first one, Livewire Markets, the article that we worked on was called Five Killer ETFs for Your Income Portfolio. And so in this interview, it was all about, and we'll go to that interview now, this was all about looking for ETFs that provide that income uh, kind of part to it. And there's different types. We've categorized that there are the fixed income ETFs that are built to have that fixed income kind of exposure, but also provide you with uh, income by way of distribution. So it's called distributions in ETF world, not dividend, but it's effectively the same thing, distribution yield. And then there's also equity related ETFs that also have that distribution yield attached to it. So that's also interesting. So in this article that they've got here, we talked about um, the these ETFs. This is all part of the income series. And yeah, it's quite interesting. So there was a video, so I'll play that one now. Cheap in ETF index because the ETF could not rebalance until the next quarter or key when investing for income, particularly using ETFs, or do you think a passive approach is probably a better strategy for those looking for obviously passive income? And so that was Ali there. And we spoke about those, uh, you know, questions and we went through a couple of picks from us in terms of what would be kind of like a diverse range of uh, returns plus income across a kind of model portfolio. And so we gave our picks that covered Australian global in terms of equities that have that income kind of play as well as fixed income and a little bit of property because when we looked at other kind of assets, commodities and whatnot, we didn't see anything else that actually offers because you might have great um, performance in terms of just price returns on its own, but we also wanted something that offers that regular kind of income stream as well. So we we offered up our picks. So this article goes through quite a lot of the the numbers, it has some quotes there from the interview. It also mentions some of the ETFs that were there. So XRO, Ecore, um, we mentioned FPay and IMPQ just as something that is interesting, but not necessarily for the income kind of plays there. Uh, and then the other ones were IYLD, IAF and SLF. And you can see our table here for the picks. But if you are interested in this, not just from us, right, from the ETF kind of side of things, there is a wider income series. And there's also other articles here, such as this one, The Ultimate Guide to Picking ETFs for Income, which was done in a previous episode. And uh, the income series has a dedicated website, which is great. And you can sign up for the content there. So you can see here the latest kind of interviews. They had um, Andrew Lockhart and the team at Metrics Credit Partners. Okay, so that one was good. And yeah, you've got uh, the rest of the series here. You can see more of the latest articles, um, the one that we were in as well. So make sure you give that a like. It does support things. We had a lot of engagement on that one apparently and also on uh, YouTube as well. So that video got a lot of views and likes. So thank you, thank you, thank you for you know all the support to Livewire and also to us. I would like to think that it's more because of Livewire and the great interviewing there, but hopefully we contributed to that. So, you know, check that out. Another one uh, is back to uh, uh, not ETF tracker, but this one is from Aussie X. So they broke away from Comsec, uh, 
don't remember when it was, maybe in the last year or so, maybe not 2021, I think it was last year, but in any case, they've got a lot of stuff that they do on ETFs as well, okay, more for that advisor kind of space. So they dive into technology ETFs here, and what they talk about is from a Vanek uh, kind of forecast about ETFs and the ones that have that thematic kind of trend to it would uh, likely reach 10 billion by the year's end. And so they talk about uh, how that was the assets sitting inside thematic ETFs totaled 3 billion at July, 2021, but they're reckoning that there's more of an increase uh, coming there. And some of the ETFs are ACDC, FANG, ATEC, and some of those names that are very common uh, across the, uh, whether you're on Reddit or Facebook or amongst the social kind of forums and stuff. So they talked to Kenneth Chug from ETF Securities here. They've got Semi. They also recently launched FTEC. So that's another kind of thematic uh, ETF. Uh, they're playing on the blockchain and FinTech space. So take a look at that one. And then we go into Bitcoin a little bit. So this is because BetaShares announced earlier in the week that they're going to launch a crypto stock focused fund. Okay. And that one tracks an index. So it's a passive one. It tracks the Bitwise Crypto Industry Innovators Index, BITQ, bit of a mouthful there. Say it five times fast. Um, so that's got Coinbase, MicroStrategy and other companies in that mix. And so that one's from Stockhead. Check that one out. And then I've got this one here that just came through late as well. So today, uh, the folks over at uh, ETF Securities, and I saw this one, um, uh, a notification for it. I was advised by uh, the team over there, and then I, I was looking for an article that mentioned it. So I think there is an article uh, in, it might not be the AFR, but one of the other reports, but look, Basically, I've got this one here on LinkedIn. This is a LinkedIn post by David Tuckwell. David Tuckwell works at ETF Securities. He was formerly of ETF Stream. And this one's important because when we go to it, um, you've got the report here. And if I go to full screen, you can see this two-page PDF, which describes a little bit more about FTEC, what benchmark it tracks. Um, it is listed on ChiX, so you can see the CXA uh, designation there on iris code and so chiax not many people uh, might not be aware of this or maybe, maybe most people are but you've got asx and chiax and there's etfs on both there's not as much on chiax but it is up and coming a lot of active ones there this is interesting because this is a passive etf but it is on chiax so this is their first passive etf so very interesting chiax was bought out by cboe I think earlier this year or something like that. Um, but anyway, CBOE are one of the biggest kind of marketplaces in the world, a big global exchange. So uh, very interesting kind of news there. So we'll get back out of that one. I've got a couple of notifications there on LinkedIn I need to look at. So that's fine. So we'll go back to the articles. And then Stockhead, we did that one. LinkedIn, we did that one. Um, okay, I've got to get rid of that link. So AFR, let's have a look at this one. So this one was interesting that came through. It's all about uh, millennials wanting their super invested in ETFs. And there was a survey done by Superhero. So great work by John Winters and the team over there uh, showing that ETFs were the most popular des destination for investor money. 66% want this as their vehicle for retirement savings. It beat other assets like crypto, normal shares, property, US shares. It was all in these different categories. And uh, basically crypto was the highest up there. So turns out like for millennials, it didn't really matter. The price went down and, you know, had these hits and it hasn't been um, as doing as well. I don't know when they did the survey, but maybe if it was in the last kind of couple of 
weeks or you know last two months or so when crypto has been returning in price maybe seeing that kind of uptrend has gotten people thinking about rocketing to the moon again but if you know you're thinking about retirement savings and if they're doing it in the right way in terms of thinking about it for this survey it is long-term thinking and if that's what 4,000 in this sample size are um thinking about you know wanting that as part of their retirement savings then it really really makes things interesting so Whilst the ETFs that were listed um, today, uh, sorry, listed today, the, the ETFs that we mentioned um, that this week are either coming out on the ASX and Chi-X or have come out, as well as the interview we did with, that we did with Jeff, what it does sound the bell for is that people are really interested in making this more of a common mainstream type of asset class. So investors, retail investors can really get into crypto right now, but um, having it as something that is in the regulated, and I kind of, I always say this sounds ironic, a bit of an oxymoron, a regulated, deregulated kind of asset, because that's what Bitcoin was all about. But bringing it to the mainstream in the right way does uh, make it a bit more available so that things like a superannuation, or if you invest in funds, all of that kind of stuff can invest in this, and hopefully that can grow the market. And this other one here is from Livewire Markets, an ETF poised to ride a $15 trillion global opportunity. So that's from ETF Security. They launched their hydrogen ETF. And if you weren't aware of that, we spoke about that last week, H-G-E-N. So a short article here, but it links to a bigger article. So this is just a short one, um, a Livewire exclusive. So they just have that one there and you can actually go to the, you can actually register for, for the ETF securities webinar. Uh, and I don't know when that one is. Let's take a look because that might've passed. Oops. All right. Um, so they've got that one there. They've got a link here to the, the article that was out there last week, which is the Swiss Army knife of decarbonization being all about hydrogen and how that can lead into many kind of themes on the ESG space. And so we, we talked about that one last week. But anyway, that link is there. So take a look at all of that. And we'll go back to the articles here. And this other one is why is the beta shares NASDAQ uh, ASX NDQ ETF share price struggling lately? And so this is a short, sharp and sweet one from Motley Fool. And it talks about, you know, what's been impacting um, NDQ recently. We did a review of NDQ as well in our ETF analysis series. And you can see that on YouTube if you're watching, or you can see it on our Instagram uh, page as well. And so they talk about things here like the US 10 year treasury yield surging to four month highs, as well as uh, the market almost certainly going on a rate hike next year and also supply chain woes. So all of this just culminating in having a negative effect on NDQ. But, you know, the market's pricing things pretty quickly. We were talking about Evergrande uh, a lot and we don't really see as much in the last couple of days. We're even like not just Evergrande, but another company that I can't remember the name of, but that was another property developer there in China that was also having issues. So it, you know, it's interesting to see what the further fallouts could be. I mean, when other crises have happened throughout the years, um, it hasn't been just this straight away thing that's happened. It has taken some time to to play out, but is uh, are things being overblown? Like the media needs to report something and it's all, you know, if they say if it bleeds, it leads, right? So we, we do have to kind of just look at uh, whether or not there is some truth to all the, uh, the negative talk at the moment. Uh, in any case, we go back to what happened last week in the ETF markets, and we've got the Trusty and Reliable ETF Securities Weekly Report here for the 8th of October. This comes out on Tuesdays, so we are here on, you know, this Thursday night. 
Uh, but and you'll be seeing this on Friday, but you can get it on Tuesdays if you sign up. And so you can go to ETF Securities and you can see the monitors. So the thing that they saw last week was that the best performer was ETF Securities Physical Palladium ETP MPD. That was up 6.1%, followed by Gold Miners up 5.2%, and then Physical Platinum up 5%. Now, what was interesting is that one that was up the most, ETP MPD. When we got the latest ASX numbers, and that's another bit of things that we, we've got this week, we don't have the TRIAX numbers yet, that's coming out soon. So I spoke to Oren, the team over there, so we're getting that soon. Um, but the ASX numbers showed that the worst performing last year, oh, sorry, last last month for the month of September was ETP and PD. When we get the full picture, having the TRIAX numbers, we will do a review video uh, and an article, uh, hopefully, of what happened in September. So keep an eye out for that. We do it by looking through ETF Tracker. And the reason we do this is because we want you guys to be able to use this tool as well for your own purposes, doing searching and hunting and correlations and checking you know, how uh, comparable your holdings are for different ETFs. So take a look at that one. So ETF monitors here, you can download that. That comes out as PDF available each week from ETF securities and sign up. All right. So that one's there. Global news, one article, not too much because we have so much in the local news there. So this one is seeking alpha. Father knows best. SEC, SEC chair Gensler maps crypto regulatory planning further entrenching Bitcoin. So this is more positive news, uh, seeing increased likelihood of Bitcoin ETFs. It's this um, one from Seeking Alpha. It sees a regulatory framework being drawn out and roles for Congress, the SEC, CFTC, and banking regulators. So all of those regulators and associations that need to regulate the market in certain uh, ways, shapes, and forms how are they going to be able to do that? And so if the SEC is talking about and starting to plan for that, you'd think that that's a really positive sign that there's going to be a Bitcoin ETF of some sort. And over the last 12, 13 weeks or so that we've been tracking this kind of stuff, you can see that it evolved that conversation over there from just a straight up Bitcoin ETF and so many different applications going way back to the Winklevoss, Winklevi brothers uh, applying for a, a Bitcoin type ETF many, many years ago to now it's like evolved because there was more positive news about from the SEC looking more positively at futures based Bitcoin ETFs. And so it evolved into that. And so there were more applications for futures based Bitcoin ETFs. And so it looks like that's likely the one to lead and maybe the the other backed ones like physically backed or, or otherwise um, normal Bitcoin ETFs could follow if they're needed. So we'll see. But yeah, this is uh, just another article that shows that there is more um, positive news coming out there. It's positive, positive, positive. When is it going to come out? We will see hopefully some more news by the end of the year. And even here in Australia, we should see some stuff. And then this is the video here that we played earlier from Livewire. So you can check that out where we talk about the income ETFs. And then uh, we've also got here stuff from Ausbiz, top four priorities for ASX listed companies, 11th of October. Um, and that is all about Emily O'Neill from Perennial uh, and E-Invest going through their latest 2021 Perennial Better Future survey. This includes a greenhouse gas emissions, which was like high ranked on that survey as something for people to care about. Okay. And then Ausbiz as well had this one, Crypto's newest fan, George Soros, uh, 11th of October. So this was with Carolyn Bowler from BTC Markets. She's the CEO over there and she reflected on the implications of the Soros fund announcing that it was now holding Bitcoin, which is really interesting. Is this the beginning of such funds making the leap? 
when we think about whether it is uh, getting a proper Bitcoin ETF that funds can trade uh, and talk about, you know, the SEC or ASIC over here getting into that and the education that is coming out from different players uh, in the market. It is really interesting there. Um, I've just realized here we, we haven't put the uh, interviews uh, with uh, Monochrome. So I will add that to the newsletter and I'll actually go to it manually uh, right now. So you can, you can see here. YouTube. So typing this in ETF tracker. That's one way that you can get to ETF tracker, right? So we can go here and we will see our interviews with experts. This is episode nine. Um, we called it the Bitcoin expert because that's what he is. So shout out to Jeff, you over there at Monochrome. There is when it comes. So talk about that a little bit more about Jeff's interesting history. If you didn't know. So we, we go through the intro there. We get to talking about quite a few different things and we've got these chapters here in the YouTube video. So the first one, the first part was all on Jeff's background and journey through the world of Bitcoin from the architecture space that he started off into where he is now. So that's really interesting and in how he relates architecture to his interest in, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies and stuff. More on Monochrome and what it is they do and their clients, which is great uh, to learn if you didn't know about that already. Thoughts on launching a Bitcoin ETF and the combination of Bitcoin and finance resources that they've combined over there to tackle the future kind of problems in this space and, and opportunities. Uh, they talk about the ASIC or they, Jeff, talks about the ASIC consultation paper and they responded to that. Now, there's quite a few other things in here, but what's also interesting is that this week, this week they in and it's very timely so it's not just like the the new etfs launching and being announced and you know our interview here but also on jeff's side they launched a new resource a research space and that is all about um how to yeah tackle um understanding of bitcoin and i'll see if i've got it there so there's a short summary i thought i had it here anyway i will go to that page monochrome and there is a research section research and insights here okay so this is research for experts by experts love the look and feel of this we like it's called monochrome for a reason right and you can see here the monochrome kind of colors so they go through this origins of bitcoin and this article an ethical framework for bitcoin how to value bitcoin two other articles here but what's more important is that not only are these articles, but if you're an advisor, you can actually get CPD points for this. And that means that you can learn at the same time that you can fulfill your quota that you need to do for that continuous kind of learning. So if you go to read the full PDF, you can see the details here. Once you've done that uh, PDF reading, you can earn, in this case, 0.25 CPD hours. The other ones are a little bit more, depends on the length of the article. They give you a survey and quiz. Hopefully you get all the answers right. If not, you know, back to the drawing board and learn some more. Okay, so check that out from Monochrome. Check out the interview here with Jeff. Here's another snippet. You know, I, I kind of wanted to start my own, my own team about building things around Bitcoin. So um, I actually started a, um, I almost, I was almost about to start a e-commerce payment payments platform. Just amazing, you know, the kind of insights that we've had from Jeff last week from Emily. From all the others, we've got a couple more upcoming, and it's going to wrap up. Um, it's going to wrap up season one of these interviews with experts because I just can't keep this up each week. Um, it, I'd love to, and if anyone is out there that wants to help with this kind of stuff for season two, which I think will be next year, that'd be great. But at the end of this year, I'm going to do some sort of uh, highlights video with all of the guests uh, that have 
been here and do some of the things that we've learned from this because I don't know about you guys, but if you've been tracking along, um, I'm sure that the audience here for ETF, ETF Tracker Show, you guys would have learned uh, something quite interesting and we've learned a lot. So keep an eye out for that one, but definitely check that out and I will add that to the newsletter. So as you can see here, I don't know if I mentioned this at the start, the reason why it kind of looks funky like this is because we're in edit mode, right? So this newsletter gets published in the morning. So you're listening to this. This is Friday morning. I'm speaking to you from the past. Um, and yeah, that, that's all it's about there. So another one from Ausbiz, and this is with Equity Mates. And I know this one didn't necessarily happen during the week. We actually missed it from last week because it came out on Thursday night and we could have included it. Um, so it was on the 7th of October. This was a stock and an ETF for a Thursday afternoon. Anything ETF we love here. So the boys were talking about ESPO. And we also did a bit of analysis on ESPO as part of a request for our quick snapshot type reviews of ETFs. So check that out on our page. But in this one here, the Equity Mates guys were talking about ESPO and they had Chris Gubbins of ELC, ELNC Value. Okay, so let's take a quick look at that one. Um, but uh, just for listeners to note that um, the stocks I'll be discussing are generally in Asia, um, and I'm not taking into care. Bit of disclaimers there, as they usually, uh, well, usually they have to. So speak about Activision Blizzard there and some of the constituents. If you want to look at what uh, those constituents, you can see that in the ETF tracker app as well. So, you know, Ausbiz, uh, a lot of people here might be already subscribers to Equity Mates and didn't know that they've got stuff on Ausbiz. It's on their YouTube page as well. But yeah, definitely check out the work that they do on Ausbiz each afternoon. And then we go to the compound, the dopest charts on earth is the title of this one. So compound and friends number 18 in this episode, Josh and Mike, the main hosts, they bring on JC Parrots, uh, Peretz, sorry, and Tyrone Ross to talk about cryptocurrencies. And so this is, you know, this was just highlighted on the weekend. I have no control of what Josh and, you know, those guys, Mike, Josh and Mike, you know, put up for their shows, but this was heavy on the cryptocurrencies one. And it was because it was from the weekend. So we collect these articles throughout the week. We, this is one of the first ones that we actually added to the list. And the list kind of grows to the point where by Thursday night, I've got most of everything together and just put the final touches and send this out. So this being one of the first was also a crypto one. I mean, I knew already that we were going to do the interview here with, uh, with Monochrome and Jeff. So that was already there. And, you know, this would have been there to complement it. And I don't think I would have kind of made as much of the linkage because there's always seeming to be something going on with Bitcoin ETFs and Bitcoin in general um, overseas. But, you know, we had the launches this week as well. Amazing. Like I said, uh, it is the matrix. Uh, there is something going on that is pulling all the Bitcoin things to this week. It's really interesting. So Tyrone um, is from OnRamp Invest and then JC runs a company called All Star Charts. So technicals, uh, technical trading, a lot of support and resistance type charts and talk there. And that's, uh, yeah, that's quite interesting. And they talk about cryptocurrency prices and the fact that, you know, one of the biggest things that they, they talk about, and I don't know if the guys necessarily agree on that, Mike and Josh with um, JC and Tyrone, being the Bitcoin kind of bulls, I think, well, Ryholds uh, Wealth Management, where Mike and Josh work, they do hold some Bitcoin there. I, th 
pretty sure they said that they do so don't hold me to that but i'm pretty sure they mentioned that they do so i think they're on all sides they're interested in crypto for their clients but one of the things i do mention in this show is that unlike the normal markets which trade six hours a day over there in the states five days a week cryptocurrency continues to trade okay so there's a lot more time in the markets so looking at things on like the daily basis in one market versus another is not quite the same because it's effectively four times the size if it's trading 24 hours a day you know six hours versus 24 so if i've done the math right there that is four times the size all right anyway this sorry this chart here um from block data it shows the top banks investing in crypto and blockchain companies. So you've got Standard Charter, Citibank, UBS, BNP, Paribas, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, MUFG, BBVA, Nomura, Barclays, and more. Okay, if they're all getting into this space, you know, people, retail traders, we can already get in. You can go on Binance and Coinbase and even eToro and other places to buy Bitcoin and uh, other specialized sites for, you know, the, the uh, alternative coins. But for investment institutions, it hasn't been as easy to get exposure. And financial advisors, we hear the stories that they've got clients that want to get exposure to this kind of stuff, but there isn't something as easily tradable. Okay, so um, yes, you can do it on your own, but through the more uh, traditional ways of doing it, it is coming, I hope. Um, there's certainly a lot of push towards that. In the podcast space, so we will also add our podcast here as well, where we spoke to Jeff at Monochrome, and that's the ETF Tracker show and the interviews with experts that we have out each Wednesday. And so that'll be there, but also this one here from ETF Edge, the ESG equation and Bitcoin futures ETF. Bitcoin, just can't get away from it, all right? So description for the podcast was that CNBC's Bob Bazzani, he's the host, spoke with Jan Van, uh, Jan Van Eck of Van Eck, the founder there, and Todd Rosenbluth, uh, senior director at CFRA and they discussed pending Bitcoin ETF proposals, fixed income ETFs as rates creep steadily higher and ESG related products uh, are, you know, getting more and more in the market. In the Markets 102 portion of the podcast, Bob continues the discussion with Jan Van Eck of the commodity explosion. So worth a look, check that one out. The tweet of the week. Okay, we're up to that part. We're nearly at the end there, which is great because I've got an interview to do in half an hour. And that uh, I'm not saying who it is yet, but it's going to be the final interview of the ETF interviews with experts series coming out in two weeks. So next week, we've got someone special on, another one special on the week after, and then that's it. Um, so got to go get ready for that. But back to the tweet of the week, and this is from Nir Kaiser of Bloomberg Opinion, and it's a battle between ETFs and mutual funds appears over. Why? Well, if we take a look at the chart here, this is basically uh, showing the flows for 2021 through to August and comparing it to 2000 to 2002, 2007 versus 2008 and um, 2020 to 2021. What it shows is that in this most recent period, the flows into ETFs are much higher than net flows to open-ended mutual funds. And so that's... Um, Certainly a big change there from how people used to invest going back as little as 10, 15 years ago and 20 years ago as well. So much has changed there. So that's worth a look. Back to the chart of the week. And the chart of the week this time is something from the ETF Tracker app. Okay, so we took a snip. 
using the snipping tool, our favorite tool here to take images for our ETF tracker. And in this week's one, we take a look at the thumb of ESPO, E-S-P-O. And so we spoke about ESPO in an ETF analysis series video that we did, but also um, I wanted to highlight it here as well, because this is one of the ones that's been interesting. It's been on the Ideas Exchange podcast that Martin Din over at the ASX has uh, done and spoken with the guys over at Van Eck about um, what's in Eastbone. And we just saw that there was the Equity Mates one talking with someone else outside of Van Eck uh, about Eastbone as well. So it's quite a popular ETF. And you can see why, because in the first couple of months, the thumb uh, growth. So this is the change at the bottom, how much it changed each month. You can see how qu uh, quickly that was changing. There was some a uh, few, you know, negative kind of months. And then uh, more recently, there was 7 million of change in fund negatively in July and then 4 million in September. But overall, it's at $107 million and it's only been around since September last year. So last month in August, it only just hit that 12 month mark for it. And it's just over 12 months now, but to get to you know, in 13 months, 107 million, that's very fast paced. So worth a look. And you can check that out in the ETF tracker app as well. And below here, you can check out our ETF snapshots look at ESPO as well. Further ETF education. And so this is the one that we mentioned there before, and it is all about monochrome asset management and their research and insights page. So make sure you check that out for the CPD points and all that. And we've already gone through that. So don't need to do too much more on that. And then here's some details to access ETF tracker, the app, the resources, where the podcasts and videos are. That's it guys. So I think I went through that a little bit faster than normal. There's a lot going on, a lot of articles to come out, a lot more coming out um, next week, I'm sure in this space, especially as uh, more agencies, media agencies pick up, you know, whether it's all about Crip um, from BetaShares or the new one from uh, ETF Securities, FTEC, FTech, FinTech. You know, ETFs have these great ticker names. What's your favorite? You know, ACDC is probably one of my ones. Fang, there's, there's quite a few, okay? So, if there is uh, anything that you guys are interested in further and you want to learn more about um, and you want us to talk about, please do feel free to send us a note, leave a comment on the video. Uh, you can reach us at the ETF Tracker website, etftracker.com.au, or you can type in ETF Tracker or one word into Google. I think we're at that stage where if you type ETF and Tracker, even if it's separate, we still appear on those top ranked pages. There's a lot of work that's gone into uh, you know, getting that up and running there, uh, just time away from other projects that we're working on here. So yeah, hopefully that is all helpful. And please do remember to like, share and subscribe. Happy Friday. And we hope you have a great weekend. See you guys later. Bye.